All right. What is going on, my friends? Mike Walker here with you and another episode of TWC Talks Podcast, the Wealthy Consultant Podcast. And I am fired up. I'm excited because we have a very special guest today, uh, someone from our very own team, our beloved Lauren Medley. Lauren, so happy to have you on today. How are you? And uh, thank you for being here. Of course. I'm so good. Thank you for having me. This is super exciting. Definitely a step out of what I normally do day to day. So this is really fun to get to hang out with you here on the podcast. Yeah, I'm pulling you out of the uh, out of the zone a little bit. And, <laughs> um, and for good reason, because you've been really stepping up um, in, in a new environment, new role. I mean, I know you've done these things before, but specifically today's topic is the power of dynamic events, creating impact and memories with clients. And Absolutely. Um, you're a massive piece of all that and of us being able to do that here at TWC because events are becoming more and more like a leading, um, you know, platform for us, right? I mean, you know all about that. So why don't you um, start with a quick intro, give us your background because I know people will want to know your expertise. You've been in the game for a long time now with us. Um, so I'd love to know that. And then we'll, we'll segue into uh, what we're talking about today with events. Absolutely. Um, I actually, I have worked with Taylor since 2018. Um, before that, my background was actually in marketing and I was a marketing director and then had a quick conversation with Peyton one day and decided to move on over. So got to experience the prior businesses, which was really fun. I was in several different roles over there from client success to finance and everything in between. And then when we moved over here to Welch Equities, I have been over finance and now events. My goodness. You used to like run the whole business. <laughs> why do you even, why are we even here? You could just run the whole thing. Taylor calls me a Swiss army knife. And I feel like sometimes I, I tend to insert myself in every department. <laughs> yeah. You know what though? Um, I mean, I know this is a little off topic, but that's an important piece that I think is, is an insight for, for all our listeners too, is that it's really powerful to have a Swiss army knife in your business, you know, because you need someone that can kind of connect the dots for people. If they, if they're not aware of something or something starts to fail in one area, I would say you of all people would probably have, you know, that your finger on the pulse of what that would uh, look like or, or mean faster than almost anybody, because you do have that kind of cross department exposure. Have you seen that actually, you know, happen uh, in, in your day in and day out operations? Yeah, I do. I feel like I get pulled into more things than I would if I was just siloed to a single role. Um, mm -hmm. But personally, I feel like I thrive in that. Um, Gabe's and I talk about that a lot, actually, because sometimes I'll get spread a little thin and she'll be like, okay, how can we narrow it down? I'm like, but I thrive in this. I enjoy the last minute, the fires, you know, it's really, it drives from or stems from um, a curiosity. I'm just a really curious person by nature and I like to learn new things. I'm always learning something that has no relevance to my life on the backside, just <laughs> in my personal time. But I, I always say, you know, I would be really good at a trivia night. I have a lot of yes. unknown, you know, not important necessarily knowledge on a lot of different things. I just am naturally curious. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Well, very, very cool. And so, you know, kind of segueing into the primary topic here of events, um, this is something that's near and dear to my heart because both you know, um, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the event space, both online virtual events, even before we needed to with the pandemic and all right. that. Um, but then definitely a lot of live events. I mean, for, mm -hmm. for over 20 years now, more than that. I mean, I make myself sound old, um, <laughs> been doing live events, conventions, all kinds of stuff. Right. So, uh, right. I know and have seen firsthand, 
um, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners have the power of being in the room, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, the kind of dynamic environments uh, and how they impact people. Um, obviously, you have the gurus out there, the Tony Robbins and whatnot that, I mean, they essentially live off these live events, right? That's the, right. the entire platform they, they've built their own personal brands on. So all that to say, you know, what is it about events that drew you in? Like, why, why is it that you are running events now? Um, and, and what do you see as being uh, the most impactful piece as we start to do more and more of them here at TWC? Um, the why I just enjoy, it's, it's a good way to plug in that Swiss army knife mentality because there's literally, I mean, events are so wide scope. There's the logistics, there's the people, there's the fun. Um, I'm also just, I'm creatively driven. And so I get to have a little bit of that, you know, woven Mm -hmm. in with the logistics side of it. Um, but really at the end of the day, I just enjoy it. And I am naturally, hospitable. I never really wanted to go into hospitality just because I feel like it did silo me. Um, but I do naturally like to host and do that sort of thing. And I just love people. So that's the why. And then what was the second part of your question? Yeah, it was a long winded question actually. And so, um, we'll, we'll fade into this one. So can you share an example of an event that you've organized that really resonate with clients and, and what do you think it was that made it resonate, right? Like if we have listeners thinking, yeah, maybe I, I should do events for my client base. What is it that you have found that resonates and, and makes for an impactful event for, for attendees? Um, I feel like I could answer this several different ways. And I we're very fortunate here at TWC because the content is never a concern. You know, we have Taylor, we have you, we have a huge faculty and guest speakers that are willing to speak pretty much at all times that are going to knock it out of the park no matter what. So that's a piece I really don't have to stress about, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, putting that agenda together. There's never a concern about, is this going to hold attention? Is it going to be valuable? Are people going to enjoy this? I never, we're very blessed and fortunate to not have that struggle. Um, So I would say, events in general, that would probably be the initial thought. You know, you want to get the actual speakers and the content nailed down. I have an easy job of that just because I do have all of you guys, you know, to speak at the event. From a logistics standpoint, I would say pretty close to number one would be good food. That can literally make or break. I know that sounds super simple, but it can make or break an event. If you show up and you're like, okay, we've got to have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and the food isn't great. People are hangry. They're not, you know, if it was cold, they're not a huge fan. I would say from a logistics standpoint, that's super important. Um, Mm -hmm. but the atmosphere is also tied for first. So we have incredible clients here in chamber. We get to, and also now future facing and launch kit that will have our event, you know, in May, which will be super exciting, but getting everybody first of its kind, right? Yes. Yes. May will be our first in-person launch kit event, which will be really fun. We're going to have it at city winery in Nashville in their huge um, open room where they have concerts and all kinds of stuff from stage. It's going to be really exciting. And obviously you and I have been there for other events and their food is incredible. Um, Mm. But I would say that environment, having people in the room, getting to interact with other clients, getting to interact with the team, And being around other like-minded people that are not only just as motivated and driven as you are, but also are from what the environment we have, everybody's willing to help one another, regardless of what they get out of the situation. 
Um, so I would say that fostering that community of, of people that you do like to spend time around, you know, Taylor says this all the time. He wants to go to an event where he wants to hang out with people. If we have clients that aren't necessarily within that or don't like to socialize or might stand off a little bit inside of an event or not want to have friendships inside of a group, it makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think that's something that you've done really well that I've noticed even the last um, handful of events that you've really like taken the reins and, and been running them um, directly is your ability to get people engaged. You know, just because they show up doesn't mean that they're fully there. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, you have different personality types too, right? You have some people that are very comfortable in, you know, networking and, and moving around a room. And then others are naturally more timid or, or just, even people that aren't yet clients, right? We do open up some of these events for people that are not yet clients. We, we do sell public tickets, not always, but sometimes. And, right. um, and those people naturally aren't, aren't going to know anybody pretty much. So what do we do and what do you specifically do to design an environment that is inviting for people that maybe are, you know, they want to attend, they know the value of attending, but they're a little bit not, you know, the social butterflies that feel comfortable in those environments. Any suggestions right. there? Absolutely. Um, it can be super intimidating to walk into a room of 50 people where you don't know anyone and you're hoping to obviously engage with the content, but it kind of feels like kindergarten all over again. Um, so mm-hmm. how I and we as a team personally, you know, kind of step over that barrier is first of all, I do a lot of research on the backside. I am aware of what that person looks like. If I can, some people aren't as prominent online, but for the most part, our clients are. Um, so we know what they look like. We put a face to a name before they ever walk in the door, um, you know, get a little bit of information about them, but more than that communicating. And when they walk in that door, either myself or someone on the team is going to be the first person to say, Hey, it's so great to see you here and connect them not only with other people on the team, but other people in the room and get them a seat. That's not going to be, you know, in the back by themselves, isolated, but really integrate them with the group. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. And I've seen that for sure. And even in the last event we had, you know, um, it was really neat. And just so uh, you guys know, listening, one of the coolest things that Lauren's done for us here pre event is creating these kind of Intel reports as to who these attendees are, right? So in our team Slack, she'll drop uh, in the events channel, hey guys, here's the people, um, you know, that are uh, that are coming and, and here's what they're all about. I mean, she gets amazing Intel. I mean, it's it's almost a little bit crazy how much we can learn from people just from their social media. So it's, it's, that's a whole nother topic. I'm not going to go there. It's like, wow, are you sure you know how much information about yourself you're putting online? Because these reports that Lauren's feeding us prior to the event is like, what are you like a detective? This is amazing. Like we know they're, you know, what toothpaste they use in the morning. How are you doing that? You know? So it's just, it's really cool to, uh, to be able to provide that experience and be able to walk up to someone that's, only knows you by name, you know, maybe they've seen me or Taylor or whatever, you know, on a show or, or in the, some of the websites or whatever, whatever it is. Right. But for us, you'll walk up to them and go, Hey Joe, how are you? And, and like make them feel comfortable is just so cool. And it makes me feel more comfortable because I'm naturally, I'm a little bit more of an introvert too. So for me to walk up to someone that I've never, you know, met before, Mm-hmm. To have a little bit of insight into who they are, what they like, those type of things makes me feel more comfortable. So not only, Lauren, are you doing it on behalf of the client or the, you know, the attendee even, 
but you're doing it for us too, making our right. jobs easier to connect. So it's just, it's just full circle. It's just really, really cool. Um, it's one of the, one of the biggest, I would say upgrades that I've seen in, in recent uh, weeks with our events is those kind of pre-event things. Um, for sure. so let's talk about the, uh, the lasting impression that we make. I was going to add yeah. something really quick. Sorry, Jake, can you crop that part out? I'm going to add a second thing. Um, another thing that I integrated. So, you know, originally we would do like lanyards with name tags that, and that seems super oh. basic. Like, Oh yeah, that looks nice and it looks good, but people don't put them on. So I actually will write somebody's name tag on a sticker branded and put it on their shirt or tell them, you know, here, put this on your shirt and hand it to them already pulled off the tag. So they don't have an opportunity not to put that on because having someone's name front and center there on their shirt makes a huge difference for being able to socialize too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not always uh, fond of, of having to wear name tags at, at first, but for the sake of the event and for the sake of the networking experience and everything, it is, it is one of those necessary evils. I feel like, you know, you, you yeah. need that. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, so when you're designing these events, what do you think is, I mean, we talked about the food, we've talked about the environment. Um, I mean, some of the dinners we've had, by the way, like uh, last year's event in London was just incredible. Um, that yes. dinner was, could you go into that one? Cause I know for those for those of you that are listening that maybe not be aware, so we we hold events almost every single month uh, of the year, but every quarter we do what we call destination events, and these are specialty events. We'll typically have people, you know, featured speakers coming in from outside of the organization, um, and these are two or even three day events at destinations all around the world, like really premier locations. As an example of that, last year's event in London was just incredible, and the dinner that we had was so cool. I mean, just Share a little bit about the logistics of getting that dinner put together because the, the location was phenomenal. I, I'd love to know. I don't even know some of the insights and strings you had to pull to make that thing happen. So would love to get any kind of juicy <laughs> so, details on that um, one. Yeah, it, we were at a place called Circolo Popular, which is down in London and super, super popular restaurant. Like you can't even get a reservation if it's not a month out um, is what they told me. It's what the hotel told me that we stayed at. Um, but I actually reached out to them a few months prior and I had located them ironically on TikTok. So I know when I grew up, Pinterest was obviously when I was in college, the way to find anything unique, but I feel like that's kind of segued away a little bit. So I use social media heavily when I'm researching, you know, there's nothing like a good organic TikTok or Instagram or Facebook review of somebody that's actually been there, that's filming it themselves. It's not curated on the website. It's not, you know, some posed photography. Mm -hmm. You get real reviews. They're reviewing the food. If you're researching restaurants or venues, I would highly suggest to utilize social media. It can be your best friend. Um, take it with a grain of salt, though. I would definitely not, you know, watch a bad review and make that be, you know, the forefront of your decision making. Sure. Um, but I, that's actually how I located that restaurant initially. So then after that, you know, I just basically dig around on websites and contact every email I can until I get a response. And they are actually, they have four restaurants. The, um, it's called Big Mama's is their umbrella company. And they allowed us to purchase that entire back room for the evening. And, you know, we had like a, a four or five course dinner and it was just incredible. And they're an incredible facility. If you ever have a chance to eat there in London, I would highly suggest it. The food is unlike anything I've ever had. They fly all their food in from Italy. 
Um, but yeah, the logistics side, it really just boils down to getting in contact with corporate. If they're not corporate owned, it's usually a little quicker. Um, but there was, you know, a formal contract situation there and just had to cross our T's and dot our I's. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. It was, it was so cool. And it made that impression. Right. And that, that's kind of where, um, I was going with that too, is, you know, these live events, it's that emotional connection that's forged that I think speaks volumes for people, both, you know, existing clients and also those that are, you know, coming in on a public ticket that they're, they're looking into chamber. They want to know more about it. They want to meet the people inside of the, uh, the network. Um, and so naturally having just really cool places, uh, environments, you know, are, are they're inspiring. Right. And that's one of the cool things I think, uh, coming up this year, let's go there real quick. What, uh, what are some of the destination events that we have coming up this year? So next week we are headed to Beaver Creek, Colorado, which our venues next week are insane. Like I'm so excited. I've not even told everybody what we're doing on Friday night. I am so excited for everyone to get nice. to see it. And it's just going to be an amazing week. I'm so pumped. Um, and then coming up in June, we're going to Barcelona. So we'll be in the Gothic quarter of Barcelona. And I've got some secret things in the works for some group activities and tours that I'm going to be integrating as well. And then in September, we're headed to San Diego. So we'll be in your neck of the woods, Mike. And finally, (laughs) some sunshine. I feel like we, we definitely go either colder or steady places and this will be really fun for us to be near the palm trees. (laughs) Well, Barcelona will have the beach too. So that'll be good. Um, And then in December we're headed back to London. So then we'll have the Christmas setting in London. It's going to be incredible. Hi Taylor. Amazing. Amazing. And look who's showing what? up, Mr. Taylor Welch. Like, What's going on, my friend? I'm, I'm really enjoying the like late entrance on the podcast. Last <laughs> couple weeks I've made. I like it you a just, lot. You just like jump on stage and go, ta-da. It's like a magic trick. And Taylor's <laughs> here. Poof. <laughs> it's, like, it's the one area where I'm not required. And so I just am like, well, I'll just show up later. Yeah, it's happens. great. Hey, it's all good. That's what what's cool about this uh, this whole podcast style, man. We we keep it casual, it's conversational, and it's literally like just hanging out with us in a room. So I I, I dig the energy that we put on these things. Yeah. Keep going. Cool. I'll, I'll patch in. Yeah, yeah. So so I've been um, grilling Lauren here about all things uh, events related. Um, the topic today, of course, being the power of dynamic events, creating impact and memories with clients. And uh, so I was just extracting some of the juicy details of um, how she pulled the London event from last year together and, and that phenomenal restaurant we had. Uh, it was just it was just a really cool experience. Um, that was amazing. So, Lauren, question for you. How do we gauge uh, how do we measure success um, beyond just attendance? Like what metrics or, or how are we evaluating a successful event? What do we do there to to quantify our efforts and make sure that we are, in fact, delivering an impactful experience for, for those who attend. Absolutely. Um, I feel like right off the bat, we get initial feedback from clients. You know, they're very vocal and will quickly post on social media and things like that. But from a legitimate side, thanks to you, we have our post event survey that we will send out anonymous anonymously to all of our quarterly event attendees. So they can give us direct feedback then, um, without us having to put a name 
to their results so they can give us genuine feedback. Um, I would like to think that we'll probably get all good reviews after next week's event, but we'll be able to see after that. Um, and then from other standpoints, you know, I also connect with clients throughout the year. Um, so I just always just casually ask them, Hey, is there anything that you felt like we could have done better or just to organically have feedback back and forth when I'm, you know, on calls with them or messaging with them. And they're always very forthcoming and give genuine feedback as well. What, what is the like ratio of like good to bad feedback? Cause I know we've changed things in that anonymous survey. Like we've loosened up timelines, we've added mixers, but mm -hmm. do you guys know what the averages it are on post event feedback? I feel like the, to say good to bad, the feedback that wouldn't necessarily be exceptional is never truly bad. I would say it's average. So maybe five to one, if that, I mean, it's probably higher than that. And again, it's feedback like, Hey, you know what? Maybe have a mic in this spot or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did we lose Lauren? It's been it's been going in and out a little bit, so I don't know how this will f fly on the on the replay, but we'll we'll get it edited. Lauren lives in the hills of of the Ozark Mountains. <laughs> He's probably on like a T-Mobile hotspot right now. Uh -oh. I think what she was saying is like five to one. Mike, most of the most of the reviews that I see are like this is our best event ever, and I think that speaks to. Um, the value of a data-driven organization because we're always adding things from the last event from that feedback. And so it all always almost feels like it's the best event ever because we're actually, it, it actually is like we, we're is. tweaking. Yeah. Quantifiably is that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So everything kind of operates like that. We, we track attendance. We track, um, how many questions people ask. We kind of track, Oh, Lauren's back. That's okay. You're, you were saying something really impressive and then we just lost you. <laughs> Total open loop scenario. That's okay. You're in the boonies. We're talking about a running a data-driven organization. Um, and most of the feedback people give is like, this is the best event that you've done. And it's because it quantifiably is. We've changed things from the past anonymous feedback one of the things uh, I think we're really good at, and this is because of you, Lauren, is is just the experience. So the an event that's got great training is not always a great event um, because you could do the same thing over Zoom. But there's really cool things that we've added in for people to meet with each other, connect with each other, the mixers, the dinners. How much time does it take you to, to put all of that together? And you guys might have already answered this, but I'm curious. Yeah, we didn't touch on the time component, and I, I know where that's going. So let's let's hear that because our listeners are going to know how, what's involved in pulling one of these things off. Yeah. Well, I know, um, and, and Taylor's been a huge proponent of, of this, and I'm really excited that now it's going into 2024. We literally have our entire event uh, calendar, you know, for better or worse, pretty laid out all the way through the year, which is a big for better for better, for better, just better or better. It's exactly. <laughs> we have it all the way listed out. Yeah, exactly. So that alone has been a huge lift because now from a logistics standpoint, like what you're saying, especially those international ones, 
the the time the the runway you need for these things is yeah. longer. Like it's kind of like what is like building a house, right? They're like, oh, if it, if you think it costs this much and takes this much time, double or triple it because it's going to be that, you know. The part of the part of I think the advantages of getting planned out ahead is it takes time to plan the venue and the the components, just the mechanical components. But then it takes a lot of time to plan the experience, which is a totally different thing. So like people, um, I learned this from tra- for the traffic and funnels events is like people don't want to just learn. They want to have fun. And if you can have fun and learn at the same time, it's a win. And so, you know, like, in, and we're about to go to Colorado next week. We're going to be skiing. It's going to be a blast. A lot of clients are bringing their kids and putting them in ski lessons and learning how to scale a business during the day. Barcelona will do like wine tastings and really cool outings. And, um, you know, we'll do London in December. And I'm sure that there will be really cool stuff that we're planning. And I think that there's something to be said for, look, come to a business event and we're going to spend 70% of time making your business better, bigger, more resilient, more durable, marketing, CS, all of the above. But then 30% of the time is just having a really good time with other people. Um, almost yeah. a vac- you're mixing the vacation element with the business element. Um, that takes quite a lot of time to make sure it fits into the itinerary. I mean, you can't do that if we're planning an event next month. Some of it is like I speak at a lot of different events and I go to, to events. And so I think I'm, I'm booking out right now until September. Um, and what I can say is like the, the events that have the most, um, integration between experience and then training are always the best events and people want to come back to them. Whereas the, you can have a really great event with really good, great training. Um, but you don't meet anybody. You kind of just go to the event then go to your hotel afterwards. And those events kind of feels a little bit draining. Like there's, you feel so mentally tired and, um, creativity comes from the push pause, like the rest and the 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 experience and the fun mixed in with all of the training is actually where you get your best ideas. I tell people like if you think the training is good, you should go to the dinner after the event. Like when we train on Thursday and go to dinner that night, you'll get your best ideas in in history from that dinner because you're just now you're just connecting with other people and that's where the creativity happens. And that's really like an overpowered way to to make sure your events are, are successful. I think, you know, one of the elements that we haven't touched on too about live events is the addition, um, and the added complexity of the virtual event element, right? The, like the live streaming type component, there's a lot of moving parts that happens as soon as you start offering that. So Lauren, I'd be interested in any insights you could share with our listeners about what that's like aligning, how do, how do we create a, an impactful environment for someone who's not even there? Yeah, making sure the attendees know what's coming, right? That was always kind of a big thing for me is just make sure that people know what to expect, you know, having them just kind of waiting, well, it's starting today and they don't even know what's going on. So it's communication cures all, right? So I, I think that's that really is a big piece. Um, well, for those that are uh, have not yet attended one of our fantastic events or are wanting to uh, in 2024 beyond, you can go to wealthyconsultant.com forward slash events. All the details are there. Um, Taylor, is there anything that comes to mind for you as we wrap up this episode about uh, dynamic events? 
I'll just say that my most impactful, I think my most impactful moments in my career have actually been from the energy transfer of being in a room with other people. Um, You know, like we, we've always done events, but we've never gone all in on events. And it's a big thing for us to, I made a post about this a couple of weeks ago. It's a big thing for us to go all in on something. Um, Cause that's usually indicative that the data is telling us overwhelmingly, like this is the thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, everyone is, um, you know, buying courses and programs, but if you can swing it, just get into a room with people who are where you want to be. And it will change you. And it, it changes the way you think. It changes the way that uh, you believe about yourself. Um, and I can tell you stories from years ago, like 2015, walking into like my first event for copywriters. It was in uh, Tampa, Florida. And you know, I got on a Southwest flight early in the morning and flew down there. And we lived in Memphis at the time. And, um, you know, I kind of when I got into the room, I was... It was very overwhelming for me because I'm an introvert. And so not everyone is like, it's not like, um, it's overwhelming sometimes to book a flight and hotels. And it's like, you're going to be in a room of people you don't really know. Uh, but those are the inflection points like that. That event marked me. It changed how I thought about everything. And honestly, that wasn't, wasn't even a great event. It was just like a bunch of old copywriters who like, uh, we're not anywhere close to the same life that I was, that I was living at the time, but because I had to get into that room, it changed how I ran my business. And since then there've been dozens of events been to was in a, at an event in Vegas one time, 2017. And I just got a picture of like, what's possible. We, we sometimes under index because we don't know what's possible. And if you don't know what's possible, it's impossible for your mind to, to reverse engineer it. And so we, we really try hard to make the environment conducive uh, for all types of business owners to be a part. Like if you are just getting started, you should figure out how to come to an event in Nashville. Why Nashville? Cause they're cheaper. You know, our Nashville events are world-class, but they're cheaper. Like they, you can get to them a little bit easier. Uh, Barcelona is a little bit more expensive. Colorado is a little bit more expensive. But as a business owner, it's one of the better investments you can ever make because it's not just an investment into your mind. So your intellect gets better. You get smarter. It's actually an investment into your identity because when you hang and rub shoulders with people uh, who look just like you, but they make way more money, you're like, oh, well, that, I could probably do that. You know, and, and you don't get yeah. that effect on Zoom. No. You don't get that, ef- that effect on a podcast. Uh, there's something different when you're like you're eating dinner. And you're making jokes and you're developing friendships with people who run $40 million brands. It's different. And then you have their phone number and it's like, now you have the connection with someone who's way ahead of you that you would never have gotten on the internet. Cause it's spammy if you try to connect to them on the internet, but if you're an event with them, that's a different ball game. And um, that's one of our favorite things to do is just connect people, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's all I would say basis of business is relationships, right? And to Taylor's point, when you, when you're sitting across the table and it's like, Oh, I'm just like this person, you know, that they may have this massive, uh, personality or, or, uh, presence online that makes them seem really, you know, wow, you're way up there. But when you're just sitting across from me, you realize, wait a second, 
they're just like me. They're just a little bit farther down the road, but it, they're still just a regular person. You know, that just the belief level just goes wow, just totally yeah. goes up. The the theory of relativity came from Albert Einstein, but it was actually it was actually put together at a mastermind, an in person group of people, a lot of a bunch of different scientists, and they just got together and they taught one another. And through teaching one another, Einstein was able to fact check different things. And so I think even when you look at the invention of the automobile masterminds, when you look at a lot of these paramount discoveries in in human history, they weren't just one genius in his basement, you know, like hitting nicotine and coming up with stuff. It was people together who created something that couldn't be created in solo, in a silo. And so it's one of the, it's just, it's powerful. So I think we have 15 or 16 different events this year and um, yeah, make make it happen. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, this has been awesome. Lauren, we don't always, uh, this is actually the first one we've ever had you on. I'm so glad we did. So thank you for uh, pulling out of your crazy uh, events focused schedule. And uh, I can't wait to um, hang with you guys uh, next week in Colorado. And for everybody listening, to their point, come check out an event. This power of the room. And uh, you won't be disappointed, that's for sure. We'll see you in the next episode, guys. Take care. <laughs>